This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. We hold these truths to be self-evident. Sounds corny. Not a joke. Think about it. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go, you know the you know the thing. You know how we talk about it. Are we the people? Or something like that. Maybe it's uh, approximately um, uh, we the people and the, the other thing about the, you know, the thing. He's the president of the United States. Kind of amazing. His uh, pal, the exalted Cyclops of the Democrat Party and the White Knights of the KKK, Robert Byrd, why don't the Republicans play video of his eulogy of uh, Robert Byrd as a mentor? Remember, he said he was a mentor. Yes, sir. The funeral of KKK, not, not only was Senator Robert Byrd the exalted Cyclops and chief recruiter of the KKK in West Virginia, he founded the KKK in West Virginia didn't exist before Democrat Senator Robert Byrd came along. Joe Biden considered him to be a mentor and uh, pretty remarkable stuff. It's funny. I looked at uh, some of this over the weekend because Joe Biden's speech is commencement address at Howard University in Washington, D.C. And I was like, isn't this the guy who said he didn't want his kids going to school in a racial jungle and said that the exalted Cyclops of the KKK was his uh, mentor and on an NBC News that did a story years ago now about uh, Joe Biden's segregationist past. Uh, and boy, when you're a Democrat, all of that just washes away. The, the news media cleanses you of all of this. It is good to be a Democrat, isn't it? Yes, it is. <clears throat> uh, segregationist uh, Joe Biden. Why, why would that be a problem? That's not a thing. He's a Democrat, just the party of the Klan and the Confederacy and Jefferson Davis and uh-uh-uh-uh-uh. Yes, sir. NBC News in 2019, 2019, and the headline is Biden doubles down. This is NBC fake news, Democrat party owned and operated, part of the merger of state and corporate power. Biden doubles down on segregationist comments, says critics like Cory Booker, should apologize to him. Because <laughs> when you're a Democrat, you know, it's a, it's a different ball of wax altogether, isn't it? Well, uh, happy Monday to you and welcome back. Uh, we are at uh, 888-630-9625, 888-630-9625. Uh, boy, his segregationist past, and, and it just washes away, and the news media never brings it up. It doesn't matter what he says. It never comes up again. NBC News again, Joe Biden refuses to apologize for segregationist comments. And uh, that's, uh, that's okay because when you're, it's the Democrat Party, it's the history of the Democrat Party. Let's uh, start with the 
you know, I've been talking about the 1861 Project for a long time now. It begins when the Democrat Party fired on Fort Sumter, starting the United States Civil War. And then, of course, the president of the Confederate States of America, Jefferson Davis. You know, why do you think they're stripping the name Jefferson Davis off of everything they can, you know, that they, that they name for him? Because they're erasing their own history. That's why. That's uh, taking down all the portraits and tearing down the statues. They're all segregationist Democrats. And then they pretend that they've successfully erased their history. Like the Taliban. Extraordinary. Yes, it is. Just great. Yeah, and fact check. Robert Byrd, eulogized by Joe Biden at funeral. And I love this fact check. Was not KKK Grand Wizard. That's the headline from the Reuters news agency fact check. Pretty funny stuff. It made me laugh. 2020, October 7th. Uh, while Joe Biden, we're, we're on the lead up to election day. Remember, they're lying to us about the Hunter Biden letter and their uh, corporate collusion between the FBI and, and Twitter and Facebook, trampling the New York Post stories, which were all true, and the emails and the laptop. And and then the Reuters news agency with their fake check, Robert Byrd, eulogized by Joe Biden at funeral, comma, was not KKK Grand Wizard. No, he was the exalted Cyclops. <laughs> But they found somebody nobody's ever heard of on Facebook that said that he was the uh, Grand Wizard. <laughs> you know, but in the Grand Wizard scheme of things, what does it really matter, honestly? So the Reuters news agency said, no, he wasn't the uh, Grand Wizard. Uh, no, he was the exalted Cyclops. And he was the Kleagle, which means he was the head recruiter. And he was the founder. And Joe Biden said all kinds of great things about him said he was a mentor and and how much he loved the you know the the exalted cyclops of the KKK why would that be a problem that's just fine he's Joe Biden and you look at the fact check by Reuters doesn't mention that uh, when he was eulogizing him he called him a mentor doesn't they just leave that out because the most insidious power the media has is the power to ignore not a thing Mm, 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 mm. The Associated Press did the f- same fake fact check. Biden did not eulogize former KKK Grand Wizard in quotation marks. The Associated Press. It's the same. It's the same thing all over again. Just, uh, just amazing. Uh. When I was with CNN, I did um, interview Robert Byrd. He was the um, not only the exalted Cyclops, but he was. Uh, the historian of the United States Senate, and on the anniversary of the of the old Senate chamber, I interviewed Robert Byrd at great length, actually, in the uh, in the old Senate chamber, which is inside the main Capitol building, um, before the wings were built with the new Senate chamber and the new House chamber. Uh, Biden did eulogize Byrd at his funeral and called him a mentor and a friend. Is a mentor, and that's okay. Now let's go to. Uh, let's go. You know, I, I just wanted to give after Joe Biden's commencement address at uh, the Howard University on Saturday, I just wanted to give about a three minute rebuttal. You know, you got the uh, State of the Union and then the Republican rebuttal. I just wanted to give a brief rebuttal. I want to play some of the audio from Saturday, Howard University, which has uh, it's an HBCU, historically black college uh, or university, and um, and Joe Biden called it a black 
HBCU just to make sure, you know, because you got to uh, say it twice. Pretty, uh, pretty amazing stuff. And uh, here's Joe Biden Saturday at the Howard University, Kamala Harris's alma mater in Washington, D.C. We know that American history has not always been a fairy tale. It's not from always the been start, a Democrats. It's been a constant push and pull from the start for more than 240 years between the best of us, the American ideal that we're all created equal, and the worst of us, the harsh reality that racism has long torn us apart. It's, it's a battle, battle. that's it's never, never really, really over. But, but on the best days, days enough of us have the guts and the hearts to stand up for the best in us, to choose love over hate, unity over disunion, progress over retreat, to stand up against the poison of white supremacy as I did my inaugural address to single out. Now, the audio at the Howard University event was uh, sketchy and went back and forth, and it was mono, then uh, stereo, and then... It uh, skipped, and then it became hollow, and it's impossible to say what the source of the bad audio was, uh, the White House, Howard University, the press, uh, but there it was. And uh, white supreme, and, and it's, uh, first, let's trash the United States of America and trash the history of the United States of America. That's Joe Biden. And then, of course, white supremacy, because white supremacy is everywhere. Pay no attention to what's really going on in the country. Um more than 9,900 African-Americans were murdered last year in the United States of America. Uh, the overwhelming majority by African-American perpetrators. And uh, white supremacy. I think there was that that racist in New York that attacked black people at a grocery store. There was the racist black guy in Waukesha, Wisconsin, that drove his car through the Christmas parade and murdered six, injured 61. There was a black militant racist that... Uh, committed a suicide attack against the U.S. Capitol about three months after January 6th. Um, I think it was April 2nd when a black militant attacked the Capitol in a suicide attack, murdered Officer William Evans, severely wounded a second U.S. Capitol police officer. Pay no attention to any of that. Just amazing stuff, I got to say. And uh, Joe Biden, the white supremacy. Now, I want you to listen to this white supremacy uh, soundbite that Joe Biden used at, a, at an HBCU at a black college uh, in Washington, D.C., Howard University, very famous, and uh, Joe Biden. And then listen to the audience uh, applaud dutifully. Yeah, white supremacy in 2023 is the biggest problem we're going to face. Uh, ignore the 9,900 murders. And all that other good stuff. Joe Biden. The most dangerous terrorist threat to our homeland is white supremacy. Yay. The most dangerous. It's like they clap when Hillary says the election was stolen. Democrats do. And then we got the squeeze. I'm not saying this because I'm at a black HBCU. Black HBCU. I say wherever I go. He says it wherever he goes. Wherever he goes, he says the biggest problem we face is white, the terrorist threat of white supremacy, because that is the message that the president of the United States, a Democrat, a segregationist Democrat who praised the exalted Cyclops of the KKK because he was a leader of the Democrat Party in the Senate while Joe Biden was in the Senate, make no mistake. The Democrat Party 
Nathan Bedford Forrest uh, inflicted the KKK on the United States of America. Every single Jim Crow law was a Democrat law. Everyone that stood in a schoolhouse door everywhere in the country was a Democrat, from Orville Faubus, the Democrat governor of Arkansas, at Central High in Little Rock, Arkansas in 1957, when a Republican president, Dwight Eisenhower, sent the 101st Airborne down to move him out of the way. To George Wallace at the University of Alabama, standing in the schoolhouse door there, the Democrat governor, who then ran repeatedly for president as the uh, Democrat, uh, uh, as a Democrat. And, and, uh, and by the way, uh, James Earl Ray, who shot Martin Luther King in the head and killed him, was a Democrat Party volunteer for Governor Wallace's presidential campaign up until just uh, weeks before he shot and killed Martin Luther King. But pay no attention to any of this because white supremacy is and the terrorist threat of white supremacy, that's the big threat. And and the and the people clap. And then when he said that he doesn't just say that because he's at a black HBCU uh, again, the B in HBCU stands for black, so the you know black, historically black college and university. Not a bright man. His brain is broke. And I'm not saying this because I'm at a black HBCU. <laughs> they I all say laugh. wherever I go. I say it wherever I go. You do? <laughs> he's headed to Asia this week, isn't he? He's going to Asia. He's going to Hiroshima. Oh, he's going to Hiroshima, but probably to apologize. We apologize for winning World War II. You guys really should have won and uh, brutalized and enslaved the entire world because, you know, you guys. Did you see the woman uh, tweeting over the weekend on an airplane? She got on an airplane and somebody had, you know, you can take your dogs on airplanes now. Somebody had a corgi, a little corgi like Queen Elizabeth would walk around with. Isn't that what she walked around with? I think so. Corgis. And uh, and the woman got on, she's black. It's important to the story. And she claimed that, she was terrified by the corgi being on the plane because she said she has some sort of a genetic memory of white people in America terrorizing her ancestors using dogs like corgis. So she had to be relocated to another location on the airplane because, you know, corgis terrify her. This is what the Democrats have done to everyone and everything. And then they erase the fact that they are the lynch mob. You know? (laughs) Hillary being Hillary. Yeah, she's terrified that the corgi was going to conjure up genetic memories that she didn't experience of somebody else's dog terrorizing somebody else in centuries gone by or something like that because... You're a Democrat party. Man, oh man. You know, I love to tell the truth, and I love to offer solutions. Well, if you have high blood pressure, maybe you know somebody who does have high blood pressure, I want to tell you about some friends of mine at 120 Life. 120 Life. They're a Chicago-based company that developed a juice drink that can help lower your blood pressure naturally. 120 Life, natural juice drink made of pomegranates, tart cherries, cranberries, hibiscus, beetroot, magnesium, come together to make a delicious drink, and each one of those elements help you with your blood pressure. can help lower your blood pressure without the side effects. I'm drinking it, and I love it. I know that you will, too. helps keep me energized, and it helps keep my blood pressure in check, which is real good. The truth is there are easy, natural ways to keep your blood pressure in check. One of them is 
is 120 Life. 120 Life. It's great stuff. Check it out. And tell them Chris Plant sent you. Visit 120life.com. That's 120life.com on Al Gore's Amazing Internet. You can order a two-week trial pack of their juice drink. There's a money-back guarantee, and you can use the code CHRIS to save 15%. Thank me later. The natural approach to blood pressure management. Visit 120life.com today and start seeing the benefits in just two weeks. These statements and products have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Products not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, prevent any disease or condition. Yeah, Joe Biden. And then uh, he says it's a black HBCU and they all laugh at him. <laughs> Somehow the news media missed, uh, they missed all of this. Pretty amazing time to be an American. We're at 888-630-9625. But I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. Hey, Chris here with some exciting news. Now you can listen to me live on the WMAL app. Doesn't matter if you're in your car, in the office, on the go. The WMAL app delivers crystal clear, around-the-clock news coverage anywhere with cell service or Wi-Fi. So don't miss a second of your favorite shows. Download the WMAL app today on the Apple App Store or at Google Play Store. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. I've got an update, an update on monkeypox today as well. Just don't say it's a gay disease until the news media says it's a gay disease. And then the next day they'll say it's not a gay disease. And they'll say it's going away, and then they'll say it's coming back. It's kind of like the surge at the border. Uh, it's a surge. It's not a surge. She's my sister. She's my daughter. She's my sister. She's my daughter. It's uh, pretty amazing stuff. I've got stories about uh, running into listeners over the weekend, too. A couple of great stories about running into listeners over the weekend. Right now, let's go to the uh, telephones. Oh, uh, well, you know what? It's, uh, I've gone. I've kind of run out the clock. I, I don't want to take anybody for such a short period of time. Um, I did. I went to, I went to my uh, favorite diner, Metro 29 Diner. It used to be on the Lee Highway. And uh, the Democrats said, well, we want to erase our history. So now it's the Langston, Langston Highway by Glebe Road. Metro 29 Diner. And it was great. I went and I sat down. Normally they have um, uh, Fox News on the TV in the Metro 29 Diner. They had Newsmax on when I went there on uh, Saturday morning with my best girl. Ran into a, a listener there, Patrick. And uh, I was by myself. My best girl was out of town for her uh, nephew's graduation, and I couldn't go to the graduation because, you know, working on Newsmax, um, and uh, the new show just started last week on Newsmax, so I couldn't go. But ran into a great listener uh, there, talked about all kinds of fun stuff. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about 
how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Yeah, this tweet over the weekend is uh, pretty funny. Uh, what's her name? Caritha. Caritha Mitchell. And uh, her uh, Twitter is Prof. Corey. So she's uh, allegedly a professor. She's a professor. She's African-American. And she tweeted out a picture of a guy across the aisle from her in an airplane uh, in the coach seats. And the guy sitting there, he's a white guy, it matters because she's a racist, and and uh, he's got a beard and he's wearing a t-shirt and he has tattoos on his arms and and, and, his, uh, and he's got, I think it's a corgi, a little corgi dog uh, in his lap. And uh, she tweeted out a picture of the guy sitting there minding his own business with a little tiny dog on his lap. And she, Caritha Mitchell, Professor Corey, tweeted, UGH! U-G-H, three exclamation marks. Just my... Uh, MF luck, just my MF luck. Keep it classy there, professor. And and she wrote, I got up and told the flight attendant, I will need to be away from the dog. So I'll wait until everyone boards to see where I can move. That worked because my response is always so visceral. I know the terror of the Americans using dogs against my ancestors lives in my flesh can feel the dogma uh, 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 thriving within her. What was the uh, line that uh, she had? The dogma. So she, 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 I know the terror of the Americans, the Americans, using dogs against my ancestors lives in my flesh. Maybe she's talking about Sheriff Bull Connor, who was a statewide leader of the Democratic Party, um, who used the dogs in the fire hoses during the civil rights marches and Things I could be talking about, and I'll I'll bet I'll bet a dollar right here that she's a hardcore Democrat, and she doesn't know she's a professor. She doesn't know that the Democrat Party is the party of everything that uh, leaves her living in terror. All these centuries later, centuries later, just amazing. Yeah, so that's uh, that's uh, Professor. She's Professor Corey Mitchell. I didn't look her up to see where she's a professor. But the she's... dogma lives loudly within you. That's right. The dogma. That's uh, Diane Feinstein, Diane, who continues to be attacked. Uh, now they're releasing stuff on her stock trades over the years um, and how wealthy she has become. And they, they, uh, they're out, you know, the Democrats are out to get her and they don't care. They'll destroy the world for another ham sandwich um, because that's just who they are. Amazing stuff, these people. These people. Can you say these people? I think you can. Uh, and then I, I do want to, let's go to another phone call, but I want to tell you about a couple of listeners that I ran into over the weekend. I think uh, kind of fun stories. Let's go, to, uh, let's go to Eric calling from Tennessee. Eric, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Hey, Chris. Um, look, I want to thank you for supporting the police and the, our military and all the patriots out here. Um, I've been a law enforcement officer for 30-plus years, and I just 
gave it up this past January. Couldn't do it anymore. Um, and before I get into that, I just want to tell you, you're the only show that I get comic relief from, from all the insanity that we hear every single day. It's, um, it's a, it's quite pleasant. I enjoy your show a lot, but, uh, look, I left the Memphis police department in 2016 and I worked a couple, but I'm gonna tell you why I left Memphis. And I know you talked about Memphis a couple weeks ago on your show, what a cesspool that it is. And, uh, it certainly is, uh, still have family living in that city. They can't get out. But uh, anyway, I left the September 9th of 2016. And in the summer preceding that, uh, June 4th, we had an officer killed downtown. He, his name was Grinnell Smith. And he was run over by an active shooter that he started in downtown Memphis and he shot several people. He carjacked a car from the Bass Pro. And while he was fleeing police, he was going the wrong way, probably over 100 miles an hour down a, down a one-way street. And Officer Smith was trying to get pedestrians out of the way because he knew this car was coming. And Officer Smith did not was not able to get out of the way himself, and he got run over, Chris. And uh, I was one of those officers that was there standing over him as, as I watched citizens give him CPR. And they, they were doing a fine job, so we let them continue uh, until the ambulance got there. But... So that happened, and then the very next month, you're aware of what happened in Dallas. The five police officers got killed there. Well, three days later, we had a Black Lives Matter rally in Memphis that shut down the entire downtown. And uh, I was there for for several hours, but I want to tell you, we did not have things in control because there were so few of us in the beginning. When the riot police showed up and matted buses, and we finally got control of the the streets not one single person to my knowledge went to jail and i and i I don't blame that on the director of police i blame it on the mayor uh who i'm sure gave the order to not to arrest anybody and after that chris i said i can't do this anymore um if if we're not going to enforce the law uh it's just going to be complete chaos and two months later i was gone I, i was out and i worked a couple more smaller police departments that were more conservative around the area but but come January this year, I was gone. I just, I just couldn't do it. Because the Democrat Party has so undermined trust and confidence in the police across the country based on their their fake narrative that, you know, I, I played audio last week of a young African-American guy, probably 18, 19 years old, posted a video. He had been listening to Candace Owens, and Candace Owens was using happily, I'm happy to say, one of my talking points that, there are more people killed in fatal lightning strikes in the United States of America every year than there are unarmed African-Americans killed in police conflicts. And, of course, there are more white people killed in uh, unarmed, while unarmed, in uh, conflicts with the police than there are black people killed while unarmed in conflicts with the police. But pay no attention to the facts. The Democrat Party has... Uh, done everything they can to destroy policing in the United States of America, right? And and they've turned the people and done everything they can, and they've been pretty successful to turn the people uh, against the police in the United States. And uh, they have racialized everything and turned um, everything into a racially polarized incident. And that's what Joe Biden did yesterday, or a day before yesterday, rather, at Howard University in uh, in Washington D.C. at the graduation, white supremacy and uh, 
all of this madness. And we had uh, Alejandro Marica say the same thing over the weekend, that white supremacy is the biggest threat to, to something. Uh, and honestly, there have been more transgender, more mass murders perpetrated by transgender people in the last year and in the last two years than by there was that one uh, creep in New York that murdered people. He was a racist in uh, in New York, outside of the city of New York. But uh, I got to tell you, you know, when I when I hear you, Eric, I I know that this is the Democratic Party's handiwork, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, Chris, I want to tell you, police officers aren't afraid to get out here and face the criminal. What they're afraid of is these rogue prosecutors that want to prosecute and persecute us and to hang us, you know, by, for political benefit. And I, I'm not going to get into it, but I was actually targeted. That's one of the reasons I quit law enforcement this past January. I, I was targeted. Uh, fortunately, things went my way because I didn't do anything wrong. But you know as well as I do that just because you don't do anything wrong, that, that don't mean anything. But uh, I had enough, and I couldn't do it anymore. The Democratic Party, the leftists, have totally destroyed policing. And I'm going to tell everybody listen right now, if you're not already prepared, you need to get prepared because what's coming, uh, well, it's really already here if you can't see it. But it's go- it's only going to get worse. So So people just need to prepare. Uh oh, skipping out. Out of control. Okay. Sorry, your phone skipped for a moment, but you're back. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Anyway, I was was just saying people need to prepare for the lawlessness, Chris, that's that's coming. There's a void. Uh, There's so many police officers leaving the job now because they just don't want to do the job anymore. And the the crime is increasing dramatically in this area here. Uh, I know it's all over the country. But, uh, Chris, I just want to thank you again for letting me talk. And uh, I, I love your show, and just 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 keep up with the the, the humor because that's the only thing that can <laughs> that gets some of us by through the day. Um, I appreciate you. Well, thank you, Eric. God bless you. I'm saluting you, my friend, and and thank you for the 30 plus years uh, in law enforcement and and uh, the left. You know, the Democratic Party isn't, uh, and the left is here. The real left. Now, you know, the defunding the police movement, the hundreds of millions that the Democrats have cut across the country from police budgets, the the police staffing that uh, has been slashed in cities across the country, and our corrupt news media, which is the number one threat to democracy, according to the New York Times poll, um, number one threat to democracy, the news media, the most insidious power the media has is the power to ignore. And they ignore a lot of this. Boy, do they ignore a lot of this. And again, you get the 10-year-old girl shot yesterday in Washington, D.C., just driving with her family on Mother's Day, caught in the crossfire of Democrats shooting the neighborhood up. The problem is not our guns, it's your sons. And uh, the, you know, the moral decay, the destruction of the nuclear family, of, uh, of traditional marriage, which changes everything according to every statistic that you look at. You know, you come from a two-parent household, you graduate from high school, you go to college, you are not involved with the court system. You come from a single-parent household, and all of that is upside down. The Democrats have demolished the, uh, the nuclear family, and in particular uh, in the African-American nuclear family. They've really done a number on that. And look at the results. of, uh, And then look what they've done to, to, to education, the school-to-prison pipeline that the Democrats have built on. 
and uh, so on and so on. And Eric, I know, you know, I know a lot of police officers. I've uh, forever had lots of police officer friends. And um, what the, and it's, you know, again, just uh, say it out loud. The Democrat Party has done this. Michael Brown, hands up, don't shoot. Never happened. Uh, Skip Gates at uh, up at, at Boston, Cambridge, Mass., when he was, the neighbors called the police on him because he was breaking into his own house. And the police showed it. Remember the beer summit with Barack Obama at the White House. And the cops are the villains and they're the bad guys. Uh, and the reality is everything that the Democrats have done, uh, purportedly in the name of saving African-American lives, led to a spike in the murders of African-Americans because you cut back on policing and the number one victims recipients of the of the bad turn going to be African-Americans in the United States of America. Um, and the Democrat Party, you know, where's, Ed, you know, there is no reckoning because they love that word reckoning because of the merger of state and corporate power between the Democrat Party and the corporate media. They don't cover these stories because they believe it might benefit Republicans, the Republican Party, uh, be good for Republicans on Election Day. And um, on and on. Boy, <clears throat> the Democrat Party. Just amazing. And let's go to Jonathan Capehart, because we didn't even get to Jonathan Capehart. I, I kept going on that uh, front. But Jonathan Capehart of the Washington Post, who's uh, you know, a radical leftist, um, an extremist, a racist, um, an LGBTQ activist, and interviewing uh, Mayorkas, about Joe Biden. He said, well, white supremacy is the biggest problem in the United States of America. The president yesterday uh, at his commencement address uh, for the Howard University graduates called white supremacy uh, uh, the, the major domestic terror threat in this country. Is that correct? Uh, it tragically is. You know, um, in the terrorism context, domestic violent extremism is uh, our greatest threat uh, right now. Individuals are driven to violence because of ideologies of hate, uh, anti-government sentiments, false narratives, personal grievances and like. And regrettably, we have seen a rise in white supremacy. Give me some examples of that, Mr. Secretary. I mean, just give me the most recent incident to which uh, you can uh, refer. Give me, uh, give me a, a litany, a list. Uh, what's the body count? Uh, give me, give me something. Give me anything. But they don't have to do that. They don't have to do that because the media is the most corrupt institution in the United States of America, and that's why the New York Times poll found that. 59% of us believe that they're a major threat to democracy itself, and another 25% believe that the mainstream media is a minor threat to democracy itself. That's 84% of us that believe that the news media is a threat to democracy. And then the latest uh, AAP Associated Press poll uh, finds that the media increases political divisions. 74% of us believe that the media increases political divisions. That's because somewhere between 74 and 84% of us uh, know exactly what's going on. Uh, that is, uh, that's some pretty amazing stuff. And that's what they're spreading. Right? 9,900 African Americans died of murder in the United States last year. More than 9,900 died of murder last year. How many of those were murdered by white supremacists 
belonging to white supremacist groups as a result of white supremacist violence. Secretary Mayorkas, Joe Biden, how many? Tell me. They go around saying this and they never cite an example. There is that racist in New York at the grocery store. How many? I think he killed six people. Yeah. Chicago probably had more than six African-Americans killed Saturday. 888-630-9625. The Cambridge police uh, acted stupidly. I looked it up. I looked it up. Over the weekend in Chicago, here's the Chicago Sun-Times one hour ago. Chicago weekend gun violence. Seven killed, 20 wounded, including five teenagers. And that is not even in the news. That is uh, now that situation in New York where the 18-year-old psychopath went off the deep end and went to a grocery store and he murdered 10 people, and he should be, you know, he should have the death penalty for, for things like that. And in Chicago, 1929, they had the St. Valentine's Day Massacre when Al Capone's boys killed seven of Bugs Moran's boys at a garage on the north side. Seven, seven men, gangsters all, killed, and, uh, you know, it was one of the biggest events of the decade, and it was a very busy decade the 1920s, and made movies about it and everything. Now an average weekend in Chicago, seven murdered, 20 wounded, five teens among the 20 wounded. And that is a non-story. And Joe Biden's not talking about it, and Jonathan Capehart's not talking about it, and Alejandro Mayorkas is not talking about it. But they sow the seeds of racial division by putting a spotlight on a magnifying glass on a very comparatively speaking, relatively speaking, a very small number of tragic incidents, murders being the most tragic among them, uh, while turning a blind eye to, and again, the most insidious power the media has is the power to ignore, and ignoring the overwhelming majority of tragic incidents, that is to say murders across the United States of America, disproportionately and so incredibly disproportionately impacting African Americans, And I've been talking about this since I started doing radio, being a Washington, D.C. resident and a lot of friends who are police officers uh, now and over the years. And uh, and the news media, where is the news media on all this? Where is the Democratic Party on all of this? Silent is where they are. They're nowhere to be found. Uh, Listen, I've got a lot to uh, get to. And I want to tell you about, um, I want to tell you about two moments I had over the weekend where I was out and about. Uh, My best girl was out of town. I was flying solo this weekend, and I was out and about, and I ran into um, a listener on uh, Saturday, and then a a separate listener I ran into over the weekend. I want to be a little more general about that one, but I want to share a couple of stories with you about uh, being out on the town in Washington, D.C., and, well, and in Virginia with one of them over the weekend want to share fun stories uh, about uh, great Americans, listeners, friends of the show, and that means friends of mine when, uh, when I'm out in the town in, in Washington, D.C. and surrounding environs. That's coming right up. And more crazy lefties. Ah! 
welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot, but Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah, can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was three page makeout scene that just kept going? Good lord, we get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.